Hello, everyone. Welcome to P2P Real Estate Show. I'm your host, William Morales. And on today's show, I have Caroline Yuki. Did I pronounce your name right? Yes. Okay. She is a sales deal maker. She helps introverted CEOs position their business message for success, nail their sales pitch, and win more clients effortlessly. She is an award-winning female entrepreneur, MBA student specializing in entrepreneurship and marketing. Caroline is also a real estate investor and empowers women to build their wealth engines early through investing. Caroline, thank you so much for being on Peter Peer Real Estate Show. How are you? Yes, thank you for having me here. No, it's my pleasure. No, it's my pleasure. So uh, Caroline, I always ask every entrepreneur this question. Did you know early on that you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Was this something... Uh, that fell into your lap as you got older or by the age of five, six, seven, you, you knew you were going to be the next female Warren Buffett? Yeah. So funny enough, I, as a kid, I, I already had ideas of businesses. Like even uh, when I was in kindergarten, um, like basically what we would do is use those Elmer glues and girls would create these nails with Elmer glues and I basically had my operate my own little nail salon that I would sell sets of these nails for a quarter and then yeah and then whenever we had a change desk and that took away all my assets but then that's when glitter glue came out so then now I had a new new business and created new assets so I think I was just always thinking of ways of how I didn't know at the time the, the, the term entrepreneur but I'd say like I, I was very business-minded early on so um, gradually as I go, you know, went to school and then learned about entrepreneurship and I realized like, oh, this is what I enjoy very much is, is trying to think outside the box, think of solutions, think of ideas. I just get a lot of excitement and joy of creating innovative solutions. So did, once you made that choice of being an entrepreneur as you got older, did you get any pushback from your family or friends saying, hey, you should, you know, be safe, do the nine to five, get that weekly or bi-weekly mm -hmm. paycheck. How was, how was your support early on once you knew that you wanted to be, you want to go in that direction of an entrepreneur? Yeah, excellent question. So when I told my dad I wanted to study marketing or business for, um, for college, he said, no, he insisted that I be an engineer. He was an engineer and he said that there's much more stability, you get paid well, there's so many business majors out there and they're struggling to get, you know, a good paying job. So he said, you could always, you know, go into business later, but as for your college degree, you're gonna study something that you can you know, actually live off of. And, and I did listen. So I went on to get the engineering degree, but throughout that whole time, I kept thinking like, okay, my next step is I wanna find, you know, a company that lets me be entrepreneurial and basically have time to do a side hustle on a side. So I think I was, constantly thinking like basically the wheels were turning in my head on how I can make this work and I'm thankful for that advice because I do realize some of my early on startups um they they could not sustain my my living my cost of living like they basically made a little bit of money but it was just a couple thousand dollars a month there's no way it would have replaced my engineering salary so in that regard my dad was correct like just trying to launch a business right away is it's just not really su sustainable financially. So I did rely on my engineering job during the early years. So how, how long was it between your job and once you got into, uh, let's say when you got into real estate, um, how long was the, the transition? Was it a couple of years or, um, you know, what was yeah, the timeline? Yeah, so, I would always um, map out these plans. So initially, when I first got into real estate, 
I've started with, you know, the flipping, holding, and then leasing it out. So holding on to rental property. And I remember calculating if I got 10 homes, then I'd be set. So that was my goal. And then as I got to the fourth house, I just thought like, wow, this is, this is a, this is a lot of work and this is not really enjoyable. Like, I don't know if I want to keep, you know, going this route, but then what else do I do to supplement that income? And then that's when I started looking into other ways that I could invest in real estate without doing the rental property, without being the landlord. And so I'd say I, I always wanted to, I guess, transition, like have, I guess, a backup plan because another learning I had was um, during the recession, I saw engineers, like, you know, outstanding engineers left and right, especially the senior ones. And I felt really bad and it was no, nothing related to job performance, but I saw them getting let go and I saw my boss getting let go. And I remember just feeling really shocked. And I remember thinking like that, that could be me one day and realizing if I just, you know, relied on this corporate income, that it was just, um, I was just putting myself in a lot of risk. And also I was trying to help my mom build a retirement fund. And so that's why I was trying to build that, that rental property. At the same time, I realized that the cash flow was so little, it was only like probably a hundred dollars, $200 a month, you know, for each house and then the wait for appreciation and all that. So I was like, okay, this is too slow. Like, how can I get my money back sooner? So that's what got me thinking. It's like, what are other ways we can invest in real estate without doing the rental property route? You know, I, I got to admit, Caroline, I, you know, hearing what you say, saying about uh, being a landlord, and I remember in 20, I think it was like 2015, 2014, 15, 16, around there, I wanted to do the same thing. So I said, okay, let me pick a market because I live in New York City and pretty much the properties here look like phone numbers. So I said to myself, all right, let me look at some of the other markets and all that. And it wasn't until I saw, I think it was a webinar, um, I think it was late 2016 about creative financing, owner financing, ways to get into real estate, like you just said, without being a landlord. And I knew that's what I wanted to do. So once you made that decision that you didn't want to be a landlord anymore, how did you get, how did you get educated in, in uh, learning not to be a landlord? If my question made any sense at all, like how did you get out of that uh, niche of landlording into, let's say, uh, what you're doing now without being a landlord? Sorry for my long question. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so I, I learned because I, I basically ran with a group of friends who were house flippers and they were showing me how they did their payout structure. And then they basically had this line item of a payout. I remember it was a profit split. And, and I said, well, who are those people? It's not you. And she's like, oh, those are my investors. They're my, you know, silent passive investors. And I just got curious, like, how does that work? And they said, well, basically they contribute and, you know, invest a certain amount of money and then we agree to a profit share amount so once i sell the house they also get a percentage of the profits in addition to that i also pay them you know a, a certain percentage on the money i loan from them and for me it works out better because it's a better interest rate than a hard money loan and i was like wow that's that's great so i can basically invest in the house flip and then you do the house flip you do the general contractor work and do all you know the, the managing the house flip and she was excellent you know, with her team. And then I could also be part of your team and, and share, you know, the profit share after the house sale. She said, yes. You know, in fact, she says she likes that because it creates incentive of everyone to be at work as a team. And so that I think just changed my mindset. And then I realized 
real estate investing really is there's the deal and then there's the money. There's a deal and then there's the money. So people are either looking for a good deal or they're looking for money. And so what I need, needed to do is look for people looking for money and then start talking to them and then start investing that way. So then that started opening up doors of thinking like, oh, where else can I do this? And then I started talking to people in the self-storage space. And then there was the land flipping space. And then there was people also in apartments who were also looking for passive investors. So to me, I realized like, wow, this is, this is so good for, I guess, return on time because um, a lot of times like people have to quit their jobs if they're going to be a full-time house flipper. And if that wasn't something I enjoyed, then basically like there, I could not do house flipping, it wouldn't be a fit. But now there was actually a way I could still get involved without spending 60 hours a week monitoring the progress of a house flip. And so I just thought like it was, it's great. It's for, it's great for people who don't have the time or basically don't really aspire to spend, you know, a full-time uh, jobs load, like doing real estate house flipping, but they, they, they do value the returns. They understand the real estate investment strategy, the numbers and all that. And then, so they, they feel, you know, sophisticated and knowledgeable enough that they're, they're not worried so much about the risk. They know how to do the due diligence. And I think that's what propelled that move faster. So I told her your next house flip, you know, let me know. I, I, I'll, I really want to know, learn more about it. And I'd like to be your investor. And so she, she showed me this new house that she was going to buy in foreclosure, her plans on, you know, updating. And she was already, she already flipped nine houses and did really well in the Seattle, Washington area. So I said, well, count me in, I'm your investor. So that was my first passive investor um, deal there. And you never got out. You said that this is what I wanted to do, being a passive. I mean, that's a great idea, uh, Caroline, because I think just having, and you saw the people that you were working with, you saw mm -hmm. that, what they were doing, you know, your friend had nine flips that were all, you know, profitable. And you say, hey, you know what? I trust this girl. I could definitely work with her. Um, so like, like we talked about not being a landlord. Um, what are some of the investments besides, you said storage units, you said maybe uh, uh, flipping, any other um, niches that someone that is not looking to be a landlord, can they get into? Like, what are some of your suggestions if you could uh, uh, sure. let us know? Yeah, thank you. Of course, so one of the low maintenance, no, I guess no management involved, like there's there's land, which I, I thought in the past, like how do you buy land? And then as I got into it, I realized like land's really simple. You just have to check the zoning, the title and all that. So I, I did do some wholesaling. And the beauty of basically flipping land is that there is no maintenance and it's just very straightforward. And you basically sell the same product it came with, but it does appreciate with time. And the other one, I, um, I often recommend friends who are, you know, basically just getting started real estate. They want to get involved, but they're not ready to just put $25,000, $50,000 down right away. So then I said, you could, you could just start with $500. And in yeah. fact, you can buy a REIT, a real estate investment trust that you basically put money into a fund. And then those companies and institutions, they basically buy shopping centers, apartments, they basically a huge conglomerate. And then you basically can watch your money grow that way. And they were just so surprised. Like, wow, I could start investing in real estate with $500. I said, yes, you can. And I showed them. I had purchased a REIT before. And I basically just let it sit there. And then every quarter, it will tell me how much money, you know, is returned. It would show me these projects completed in California, 
these apartments that sold, their next project is in Georgia. So I think the, the beauty of it is, is you see the progress, you see what's happening, but yet you don't have to go out there and you know be on the ground and all, but you get to be part of the celebration when they finish the milestone and then you reinvest your money into the next project. So I, I enjoyed that. You know, it's funny that you say REITs because that was like one of my first investments uh, when I got into real estate back in uh, 08, 09, before I bought my first physical property and I bought uh, a couple of real estate stocks. I bought, uh, then uh, down the road, I bought a couple of REITs and I'm a big fan of REITs. And you, and you hit it right on the head, Caroline. We're talking with Caroline Yuki. Uh, you could get in with as little as, like you said, 500 bucks or even some, uh, even like the, uh, the price of a stock, you know, if it's 50 bucks, 60 bucks, whatever, and you could get in and just work your way up. When you, when you started doing your passive investing, uh, let's say projects, um, did you realize that this is something that you wanted to do like long-term or this was more for you a short-term and then once you get, let's say money out of it, you wanted to do uh, something else in real estate. How, how did you uh, uh, navigate that, that plan of yours? Yeah, it's, it's a great question too because I think initially the draw towards real estate was like, oh, you could invest in it in the future it would give, you know, um, basically the equity will keep multiplying and all that. And then when it comes to getting into um, passive investing, like the long-term plan, I thought like basically I could just keep working in, in corporate America and keep working on corporate and, that, and basically each, each, like basically the goal was every year to invest in three projects and all that and just keep going. And then if there was a type of real estate product type, like if I was super interested in shopping centers, then probably I would consider, you know, learning more about it, taking more of an active role. But at the same time, I think um, at the time I was enjoying my career as the engineer, traveling the world at the same time. So my money was working for me. So I think the beauty of it is like everybody's, you know, you, you've got the strong team players, people who are great at house flipping, doing their house flipping, people who are managing, you know, the REITs, you know, they're, they're being really smart about what shopping centers to invest in. And then we're like basically just investing our money in, in a way that we, we trust their decisions. So just like watching that money grow and all that. And um, I think like I have a brother, he's, he's, a, he's a physician living in New York area. And when he told me that he wanted to get a rental house because he felt that, you know, like there's so much to pay um, for school, you know, the school loans and all that, he needed more income. Like I almost dropped to the floor. I'm like, no, don't do that. Don't do rental property. That's probably like the worst way to get into. And you're a doctor. You barely have time for your kids already. Like, what are you thinking? And you're going to have to, yeah, get like a, a $1 million mortgage just to get a condo in New York. It just doesn't make sense. But, but then you realize like, they, they really don't know. And he had not been in real estate world as long as I had. And I started telling him about passive investing. So I think for that, um, I say always say there's three elements for wealth building. You know, there's the, the wealth creation portion. And then there's the part that you, you basically create more money, you keep more money, and then invest wisely with um, physicians, lawyers. They're all high paid income. They create a lot of money, but they have trouble keeping the money because of the taxes. And then they want to invest wisely, but they don't have enough time to learn about all the different real estate investing strategies out there. So I think of people, yeah, with high income, basically the best thing they can do for themselves is reduce taxes, which is oftentimes to real estate. Are they really passionate about real estate transformation? 
maybe in the middle, you know, but, but what they're more excited about is to see, you know, the tax reduction. So I think it, it's a great, great real, it's a great vehicle. And I'll say that because I also have consulting friends. When I told them I'm going to go to a real estate conference, they're like, oh my gosh, it's so boring. They think that real estate is just a boring thing. It's just all the same. But then once we got to the to tax deductions, like he, his ears just perked up. He's like, oh my gosh, I can get tax reductions. Right? So suddenly he was interested. So what I'm trying to point out is like this passive return is one benefit, but I think the, the bigger attraction is the, the tax reductions because for, for high income people that that is, we, we spend probably four months of our career, you know, basically paying taxes. If we think about it, 35%, 40%. So it's a beautiful asset vehicle. You, you, you can love it, you can be part of it, or you could just love it for the benefits it's providing with the tax reductions and all that. And then passive income, um, passive investing is beautiful because nobody has enough time and we'd rather spend time doing things we enjoy doing. So there's no need to create ourselves another side job, especially if we hate doing it. <laughs> and, you know, oh, you'd rather yeah. just, <laughs> yeah. So that's why when I talk to other, when I started raising money as well for apartment investing, uh, I'll talk to these doctors and they'll just say, Caroline, just tell me where to write the check. You know, I'm ready, you know, and boom, just go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I, I think, yeah, passive investing is, is beautiful in that piece. I mean, it serves that same purpose, whether people, you know, want to be super involved or as little as involved, you know, they can basically choose how involved and engaged they want to be. No, I, 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 again, I'm so in line with you with this uh, passive investment. Like I said, I, you know, I got a couple of reads and then um, the two properties that I have, I am pretty much, I'm not a landlord. I just, I'm the bank. I just collect the money and that's it. And I love it anytime, anytime. And you know, this, uh, there's any repairs or anything. I'm like, Hey, that's on you guys now. Um, you know, um, you're not going to ask bank of America or Wells Fargo to go and fix your air conditioner or whatever. No, they lend you the money. Yes. You got to take care of it. So I love it. So, um, if somebody wanted to get into, uh, passive investing, right? They see a read or whatever, like what steps would they take in other words to do their due diligence? What would you recommend? Um, obviously this is for educational purposes. So um, are there a few steps that you would suggest someone do at the beginning of their um, of real estate investment career, especially if they want to get into passive investing? Yes. Yeah, so when it comes to REITs, um, so what, what I had done is I, I basically researched a couple different companies, you know, the, the Whitestones and, you know, the, the Fundrise and then just like research. And at the time, like I wanted to just get started with $500 and then just to see what would happen. And then so I, I chose one and then basically just committed to, to investing. And then when I saw it grow, I'm like, wow, this, this could multiply and all that. So I don't really have, you know, per se, like a certain company, but I would say, probably look at their portfolio records, like their history, what kind of investment types. And I think that's where it gets exciting because if you wanted to be part of shopping centers, you can find a REIT fund that basically, you know, basically focuses on shopping centers. If they want to be part of hospital developments, they can do that. So it's almost like they could cater the industry to their, to their interests. And then it's almost like um, basically analyzing and picking stocks. You look at, you know, their, their payouts in, in the past and then, read about the board, the CEO, their history and all that. So it's, it's uh, yeah, it's almost like basically investing in stocks. You're just doing and, all the reading. 
Well, I was going to say that everything is a, a public information. So you could do, mm -hmm. a re, a, you know, like learn how to read financial statements, the pro forma, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. And like you said, you know, um, the information is there. Check out the board, how long the CEO has been there. So that's, I, I mean, I, I, again, that's uh, the, the criteria that you just mentioned. I think that's so important. Um, so what's next for you, Caroline? What are you looking to do in the next three to six months to, let's say, increase your awareness or, or your, you know, like women's empowerment, especially when it comes to real estate investing? What are you looking to do in, in that uh, space, especially for women? Yes. Yeah, so um, thank you for, for asking that. So I find that women probably don't start out in investing early enough. So I'm mm -hmm. trying to make them aware, like you said, like it's like passive investing so they could start considering investing earlier mm -hmm. and uh, that basically helps you know improve the compound returns and as I'm investing more and more in um, apartments and I find like there's like a, a lot of opportunity to scale there compared to the houses that, that I had invested in the past so I've, I'm really enjoying yeah the apartment investing and then helping educate others and so that's what I've been doing now is working on a curriculum to teach them more about real estate investing in fact, you mentioned um, owner financing. I had helped a, a couple who was in their 70s. They were trying to um, trying to sell land. They could not get to the price they wanted. So I offered to help them sell it. And um, like basically people were initially all lowballing the offers. And I said, look, this is how you do an actual land selling. You know, So I paid for the drone pictures, got the pretty sunset pictures. And then something that, you know, basically it was 22 acres. The market price was only 5,000 to 7,000 acres. So nobody was willing to pay them 15,000 acre, which is what they wanted. They wanted to get at least 250,000, 260,000 out of the land. It's one hour south of Dallas. It's close to one mile to a lake. So it had a good location. So um, so then I, could, I basically marketed. Once I posted those pictures, let me tell you, within 48 hours, I had eight phone calls wanting to tour it. And then the following week had 12 offers. And one of the offers was an owner finance offer. And at first, this, this friend of she did not understand what owner finance meant. And so she's like, no, I just want cash today because you know they're in their 70s. They don't understand if it's not cash, like what, what else is the option? Right, right. So like you said, you, you basically you're the bank when you're an owner financer. I said, no, this is great. Like basically you're the bank. You just keep collecting money and you get to charge interest on top of that. And so she listened and I explained it to her. I did an amortization, showed her a table. I said, they're offering you 300,000 and they're paying, you know, 25,000 cash and a 275K, it's all amortized at 4%. So over that five-year term, you know, you're actually gonna make 339,000. You know, I was showing her and she's like, wow, is that really what's gonna happen? So, so it's just helping them have that aha moment. And so because of that, like I was able to get them not only the price they wanted, it sold more than 260K was their goal. It's over 300K, but also helping to earn that extra, you know, interest on top of that, that 39K. And when they signed off and closed that day of closing, they were so excited. The husband wrote a $20,000 check to the church. Oh, wow. Like he That's was just amazing. so excited out of his mind. Yeah. He was just like, oh my gosh. He's like, this is amazing. Thank you for what you did. And then he just went ahead and just donated $20,000 to his church because he couldn't believe that they, they were able to, yeah, to get the numbers they wanted and make more and make money on the interest. So what I learned is there's still a lot of people who don't know the different options. Like there's still um, more have an old sense of, oh, it has to be cash. That's it. I was going to say that they're stuck on the old they're, ways. They're yeah, 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 yeah. 
Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, it just has to be cash. I just want cash, but cash, I said, you can get a lower offer. You're probably just going to get 200,000. So you want 300,000 and be willing to wait for five years or you want 200K and you get it today. And, and so she understood. And I said, you're, I said, you're, you'll be okay. You'll be alive for five years because that was the other concern. I was like, you know, so I, I basically I just enjoy educating and helping people see the the other alternatives and all that. Yeah, I, I, that's that's a great story. I love the fact that you you were able to talk to them about taking the offer. I mean, they wanted two sixty. He got they got offered three hundred thousand plus the four percent interest, and you got a five year deal. So obviously, it's going to be a balloon payment at the end of the the term. I. I Caroline, whatever you, how, however you did it and why you did it, it's a great story. I think you helped someone out um, and, and that's the, the key. You did help someone out. We, uh, we're talking about, with Caroline Yuki. And first of all, Caroline, thank you so much for being on Peter Peer Real Estate Show. I, I, I really appreciate it. And um, before I let you go, um, I mean, I already know the story just by that last story about the couple, but what, what else keeps you motivated? What, what, what drives you to get up every morning and say, hey, this is what I want to do? Because I could, I could, like I said, I could feel it through the, through the Zoom meeting, your passion and, and the love yes. for what, you want, what you're doing. <laughs> Um, I, I have a strong sense for, for justice. <laughs> yeah, and I think what drove me to helping this couple is because I had heard through a family friend that they were looking for help to sell their land and a realtor was going to charge them $24,000 for, for the listing. And that's without even selling it for them. And so I got mad. I felt like he was taking advantage of the fact that they were senior folks and did not know that real estate you know, professionals, they just get paid you know, 3%. You know, the right. fact that he was trying to charge him $24,000 just to list it and he hadn't even sold it yet. I think that just upset me. So I think, um, yeah, so that's, that's also yeah, what motivates me. And I had read uh, Melinda Gates' book that basically she, she had a book about how she was getting involved with all these nonprofits. I'm passionate about nonprofits and how she mm -hmm. basically goes to these third world countries, helps these women, and she realizes that it all goes back to education and money. And so like, I just felt like I'm very blessed that I had opportunity to get educated. So the best thing I could do is just share my knowledge and help other people. And so that's why I just wanted to help educate other people so that they, they don't get taken advantage of and they can basically, yeah, basically prosper and, and learn from other things. So. No, that's a great. Again, I, I think it all comes back around. Um, I, I'm a heavy believer. I'm a big believer in karma. So um so for you, any books you would like to recommend? Because Caroline, you know, you have a book in you. If you have it in your body and I missed it, let me know what book you wrote because I'll definitely put it on the show notes and I'll buy one myself. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the, yeah, I'm aspiring. Like one day I'll come up with a book. And, but in terms of reading, I, I really enjoy reading a lot of the John Maxwell books and then the, also the, um, the, the John Maxwell, because a lot of it is leadership and that's what real estate is when we run a real estate business. Right. It's, it's always about that, that leadership skill set and being able to influence other. And another recommendation I have is a TED Talk, a TED Talk of the entrepreneurship types that, um, that Abraham had sent out. And it basically, it's, it's, all, it's basically for the entrepreneur to understand what type of entrepreneurship DNA one somebody has. And it, it's the beauty of it is it basically tells you what you're good at and what you need so you know how to put together your team 
because that's something I did not do well early in my real estate investing career. I just chose my friends to be part of my team. And that's not always the best way to go. Right. So, no, but you did. You, I mean, you try to help out your friends. But yeah, unfortunately, you're right. I've done that a couple of times and it never turned out well. Um, the, it, it, talking about the TED Talk, um, what category should I put it? Should I just put it under like entrepreneurship or... Um, is there a specific title that I should look for that I could put on the show notes with that TED Talk? Oh, yes. The, the TED Talk. Okay, let me pull up my... Okay, the name is Joe Abrahams, J-O-E Abrahams. Okay. And his, yeah, his, his TED Talk is called the Four Entrepreneurship DNA Types. So he goes through each different type. And through that, it's, it's just like a quick 15 minute. He's a very great storyteller and speaker. You'll, like, I immediately recognize I was the opportunist and he yeah. talks through each one and basically talks about like how you can entrepreneurs can be even more successful or basically take their business and up level it faster when they put the right DNA types together. Okay, no, I'll definitely put that in the show. And you had mentioned uh, Melinda Gates' book. Uh, what's the name of that book? Um, it's called The Moment of Lift. So it's about her her journey throughout all basically doing all these nonprofits, figuring out how to teach the third world countries, how to plant their own food, the crops, and educate them, how to stop child marriages. And then she comes full circle to come to conclusion, like basically if they had opportunity for education and had more money, they wouldn't be in these positions. So the, yeah, so that was the, the moment of lift is the name of that book. Yeah, it sounds good. And if somebody want to get in contact with you, what's the best way? Yes. So um, my real estate education site is boldmillionaire.com and they can get in touch with me there. And I'm also on LinkedIn, Caroline Yuki. So feel free to reach out. Yeah, I'll definitely put it on the show notes. That's uh, no doubt about that. Well, first of all, Caroline, thank you so much for being on Peer to Peer Real Estate Show. I really enjoyed talking to you. Uh, you're a great storyteller. So I, I you, uh, this show f flew so so fast. I think I could have talked to you another an hour and a half. So, but again, <laughs> thank you so much. I really really appreciate it. Happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Well, everyone, that was Caroline Yuki, and you can find her at boldmillionaire.com. That's boldmillionaire.com. Caroline, thank you so much for being on Peer to Peer Real Estate Show. Really appreciate it. You can find me at peer to peer real estate.com. That's peer to number two, peer real estate.com. Check out our past shows and check out our blog. Also, when you get a chance, please go to Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe, leave a review, tell us how we can make this show better. And before I go, guys, just a couple more things. Do not give up on your dreams. Fight for it, guard it, protect it. Don't let anyone talk you out of it. And I really believe if you keep the momentum going, good things will happen. On behalf of Peter Peer Real Estate, I'm William Morales. Until next time, thanks, everybody. Have a great day, and please stay safe. Bye.